And let's go ahead and read from verse 1 to verse 12, Matthew chapter 2. And let's read from verse 1 to verse 12. Go ahead, please. The wise men came from the east. They asked, where is he who is born king of the Jews? And the answer was, we have no idea. <laughs> the answer was, uh, we don't know uh, anything about that. Uh, except we can turn to God's word. And uh, there was information there that was uh, important. Uh, there was an answer there. Uh, and I think that's a little reminder to us uh, how that uh, God's word speaks. And it speaks with a clarity, delivering answers that uh, many times uh, people think they might find elsewhere think they might find uh, elsewhere. Uh, when he had gathered the chief priests and the scribes and uh, the people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born. And they said, in Bethlehem of Judea. Thus it is written in the prophet, thus it is written. And let's turn back to the book of Micah. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 but thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been of old from everlasting. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. And... Three verses, not so far from each other. Isaiah chapter 44, first of all, and verse 7. Isaiah 44 and verse uh, 7. And who as I shall call and, sh and shall declare it, and set it in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people, and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto them. Chapter 45 of Isaiah and verse 21. Tell, tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord, and there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior, there is none beside me. Chapter 46 of Isaiah and verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. These things should be fulfilled. The Lord Jesus said to the disciples after his resurrection, Luke chapter 24, on the road to Emmaus, he said, uh, Ought not Christ to have suffered and then enter into his glory as Moses and the prophets did uh, say? Micah wrote in the 8th century before Christ, that is before the year 700, Micah prophesied that uh, the Lord Jesus would be born in the town of Bethlehem 
700 years or more into the future. And something to add to that, to appreciate the accuracy of God's word, is that Bethlehem was not this huge town. You could predict that someone, let's say, would be born in Jerusalem. And the one thing that might help you to get that prediction right was that Jerusalem was a rather large city. But Bethlehem was a little place. And yet, from 700 years before the birth of Christ, God's word had said that he would be born in Bethlehem. One of the things that speaks to us, bearing witness of the fact that this is God's word, fulfilled prophecy. This is one of many witnesses to the truth of God's word, to the nature of this book as being God's word. What can we think of as we consider the book of Micah, chapter 5 and verse 2? Some different ideas, some thoughts concerning the Lord Jesus in uh, his uh, coming, uh, in his coming. Let's think first of all of this question, who sent the Lord Jesus Christ? If we look at different statements, we can see him say that he came in his father's uh, name, uh, that he did not come of himself, uh, but rather in the name of him who sent uh, him. We could also say that he came by the working of the Holy Spirit, in that the angel Gabriel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, the power of the highest will overshadow you, and the holy thing to be born of you will be called the Son of God. And also in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, That which is conceived in her, that is in Mary, is of the Holy Spirit. And so we can think of the Son coming, we can think of the Father sending him, and we can think of the Holy Spirit being an active participant in that process as well, preparing the body of uh, the Lord Jesus in the womb of, uh, uh, of Mary. And so, the Lord Jesus is coming, not, so to speak, on his own, very much willingly, very much of his own accord, but this is a plan that uh, involves Father, Son, and uh, Spirit. Coming to where? Coming to Bethlehem, initially, uh, in terms of the place that uh, he would be uh, born, the place, as they say uh, in Arabic, where he would first see uh, the light. Now, if we think of Bethlehem, what are some things associated with Bethlehem? Let's go back to Genesis chapter 35, where we see Bethlehem mentioned. 
for the first time, Genesis 35, and beginning with verse uh, 16. The Bible says that they journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrah. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. One of the names meaning the son of my sorrow, and the other one meaning the son of my right hand. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. Uh, they journeyed from uh, uh, Bethel, uh, it says, uh, which means the house of uh, God. Uh, that journey ended in death as far as uh, Rachel uh, was uh, concerned. She was the beloved wife of uh, her husband uh, Jacob. Uh, she died as she brought forth a son, as she brought forth uh, Benjamin. Um, and so, it is an incident, an incident of sadness, an incident of grief, an incident which involves death. But at the same time, there is happiness and joy because somehow this death brought forth life. Somehow uh, in uh, this death there was life for uh, another. Benoni, the sad name. Benjamin, uh, the happy uh, name. the Lord Jesus, coming to this world. There is grief and sadness and death, but there is a life, a very special life, which comes of that. Bethlehem as well is mentioned in the Old Testament in the book of Ruth. Naomi and her family had gone into uh, Moab. And in Moab, she suffered losses. She lost her husband. She lost one son, another son, two daughters-in-law. One of them stayed in Moab. But she came back to Bethlehem with Ruth. With Ruth. And in the book of Ruth, you can think of Bethlehem as the place of redemption, the place of the kinsman redeemer, uh, the place uh, of, uh, uh, of Joab, the place where Ruth coming in as a stranger was able to glean in the fields and uh, was able to find uh, acceptance among uh, the people was able to find in uh, that place uh, uh, Boaz and eventually uh, became his wife and uh, they had a son, Obed, and Obed begot Jesse 
and Jesse begot uh, David, uh, the king, the man according to God's uh, heart, the man uh, according to God's heart. Uh, And so that's another thing about uh, Bethlehem, a place where uh, God worked in a special way for Naomi to come back and for Ruth to find a place among the people to find a future, uh, to find blessing, uh, to find uh, redemption. When we think of Bethlehem as well, we can think of what the word means. Uh, If I'm not mistaken in the original, house of bread. House uh, of bread. And we can think of the Lord Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Uh, The bread uh, of life. Moses did not give you the true bread. What he gave you was manna. And that did not come from him, the Lord Jesus said. But even the manna is only a picture of the real thing, uh, the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world, John chapter 6. And they said, Lord, evermore give us of this uh, bread. Uh, And uh, he said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. He that believes on me shall never thirst. Your fathers ate of the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not uh, die. Remember how Joseph in the time of famine the Lord used him to do what? To warn Egypt of the coming difficult time and in truth it was not just Egypt which benefited but many others came to Egypt and benefited from that which was prepared through uh, Joseph so that Joseph was called the savior of the world the savior uh, of uh, the world John chapter 4 and verse 42 the Samaritans having come and heard the Lord Jesus as a result of the witness of the Samaritan woman, said unto her, Now we have heard him and we believe, not for the sake of your witness, we've heard him ourselves, and we believe indeed and know that this is Christ, the Savior of the world, the bread of life, the house, the house uh, of uh, bread. Now, Bethlehem, is sometimes referred to in the Bible as Bethlehem Ephrata. We've seen that uh, uh, in Matthew and also in uh, Micah. Now, why is it called Bethlehem Ephrata? Because actually there is another Bethlehem that is further north uh, in uh, the land of Palestine. And so you have another word attached Uh, to Bethlehem. Bethlehem Ephrata means the Bethlehem that's in the south, means the Bethlehem that's not very far from Jerusalem, means the Bethlehem where the Lord Jesus was born as opposed to the other one. Sometimes you hear it, not very frequently, but you do hear people say, 
All right, what is Trablus al-Gharb and Trablus al-Shara? Uh, Trablus, of course, is Tripoli, and there's a Tripoli in Libya. <laughs> and so people say Trablus al-Gharb, which is Tripoli West, that is Tripoli of Libya. And Trablus al-Shara, uh, Tripoli of the East, is our Tripoli here in, uh, in Lebanon. Uh, in Lebanon. Uh, I was uh, reading something about uh, Christmas, and someone said, uh, you know, if you go from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it's just a journey of 10 miles, if you live in Pennsylvania, (laughs) where apparently there is a... Apparently, there is a Nazareth and there is a Bethlehem, and they're only 10 miles apart, uh, which would have been much shorter than the journey that Joseph and Mary had to make. uh, make. Anyway, Bethlehem Ephrata, to distinguish it from uh, another town, another place, also known by the name Bethlehem, uh, further north in the country. Now, the name Ephrata uh, is of the same origin as the word Ephraim, and the word means... Uh, fruitful. The word means fruitful. Uh, Joseph called his uh, second son Ephraim, and he said, God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. God has called me, uh, has caused me to be uh, uh, fruitful. Uh, Isaiah 53 tells us of the suffering of the servant of God the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, He shall see his seed, he shall see of the travail of his soul, and he shall justify many. Behold I and the children whom God has given me. Except a grain of wheat fall into ground and die, it abides alone, But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. It brings forth uh, much fruit. Revelation chapter 7 uh, and verse 9. A great multitude is described in heaven. No man could number. All nations, kindreds, peoples, tongues, before the throne, before the Lamb, with white robes and palm branches in their hands, crying with a loud voice, salvation, to our God, who sits upon the throne, and unto, and unto the Lamb, uh, the Lord Jesus, uh, coming to a place that is described, interestingly, by the word, uh, by the word fruitful. Uh, what did he say to the disciples? He said, "I am the vine, and you are the branches." And if you abide in me, what is going to happen? You will bring forth much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, uh, you can do nothing. Uh, You have not chosen me. John chapter 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, uh, that your fruit uh, should remain. Another thing to think about in terms of uh, Bethlehem, in terms of the Lord Jesus and his coming there, uh, like I said, Bethlehem was a small place. Uh, In the prophecy, in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, it says, Though you be little among 
the thousands of Judah, a small town, not a place of glory, not a place of pomp and circumstance, not a place known in uh, any uh, very special way. Uh, in the book of Ezra, uh, some numbers are given about people who inhabited the land. Uh, Ezra chapter 2 and verse 21 tells us that the number of people in Bethlehem was 123. 123. That's not a very large number. That's not a very large number. Uh, this uh, ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been of everlasting would come to a place, a humble place. And the Bible tells us that though he is the high and the lofty one who inhabits eternity, he dwells in the high and the holy place with him who is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, Philippians chapter 2, was made in the likeness in the likeness of man, and was willing to be obedient unto death, even, even the death of the cross, coming in uh, humility. Let's think of his coming, and let us think of the purpose of uh, that uh, coming. If we look at Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, of course many things could be said about the purpose of his coming. Yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. That is to be king. In fact, the wise men came and they said, Where is he that is born king of uh, the Jews? Usually when a child is born, you would say, future king, right now you would say prince, heir, something like that. Uh, I don't know whether it's very common for a child to be born king, <laughs> uh, to be born king of uh, the Jews. The Lord Jesus was uh, king, uh, not in the usual sense of uh, the word, and this is where Pilate uh, asked the Lord Jesus, are you a king then? And the Lord Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight that I would not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from here. So you are a king then. Yes, it is as you say. To, the, to this end was I born, for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth, everyone that is of the truth, hears my voice. The King of Truth, uh, the Lord Jesus uh, Christ. He comes to be king. Is he king? As far as I am concerned. Is he king in my heart? Is he king uh, in my uh, life? If it is not the Lord Jesus, then I will be ruled over by 
sinful desires. I will be ruled over by all sorts of worldly things. Um, we are Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. But the Lord Jesus uh, said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. If the Son shall set you free, then you shall be free uh, uh, indeed. Sometimes people focus on human leadership in religious matters. And they say something like, oh, in our church, whatever the pastor says, or whatever my Sunday school teacher says, some other people who have different setups have hierarchies and they have big bosses uh, who uh, uh, stay in one place uh, or uh, the other. It is Christ who came to be ruler. It is Christ who came to uh, be uh, king. Do we say that the Lord Jesus is uh, my advisor so that I listen to him and do what he says some of the time? Uh, he is my consultant. Or do we say uh, that he uh, is king? Of course, one day he is coming again and he will be uh, king. And in the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, he saw a great stone not cut with hands that smashed the kingdoms of uh, the earth. Uh, and it grew into a great mountain and it filled uh, the whole uh, earth. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15, the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and uh, ever. He comes to be uh, king. He comes to be uh, a ruler. It also says in Micah chapter 5 that his goings forth have been of old, of everlasting. His goings forth have been of old, of everlasting. That cannot be said of you or of me or of any person who is an ordinary uh, human uh, being. Emmanuel, God with us. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day. John chapter 8. And he saw it and he was glad. You're not yet 50 years old. You are not yet 50 years old, and you have seen Abraham before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. And of course, they took up stones to stone him, uh, but they were not able to uh, do so. First uh, Peter chapter 1, uh, let's read from uh, verse 18. First Peter chapter 1. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain manner of life received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times unto you. Uh, Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8 speaks of the book of life of the Lamb 
slain from the foundation of uh, the world. So the plan of salvation from eternity past, settled and sure, not thought up at the last uh, minute. The Lord has appeared unto me of old, saying, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9 says, He has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to, his wor- to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world uh, uh, began. Now, if he has loved his, his own from eternity past, if he has loved his own for such a long time, will he stop loving you? Will he stop loving me? If he was going to get tired of us, he would have tired of us some time ago. But having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them unto the very end. His goings forth have been, he says, from old and from everlasting. Now we've been thinking about everlasting. How about thinking of from old? Well, obviously old is not everlasting. His goings forth have been of old. His goings forth in the Garden of Eden, where the sound of the voice of the Lord was uh, heard. His goings forth. Genesis chapter 18, where the Lord appeared to Abraham and gave him the promise that Isaac would come. The promise of Isaac's coming had been given some time before that, but in Genesis 18, one year. One year. You're real close now, Abraham. The Lord is going to do what he uh, promised. Uh, His goings forth of old, when Jacob uh, wrestled uh, uh, with uh, uh, with uh, uh, the Lord, uh, his goings forth uh, in the time uh, of uh, uh, of Joshua. Uh, look with me at uh, Joshua chapter five. Uh, Joshua chapter five, and we'll read verses thirteen and uh, fourteen. Joshua chapter five, verses thirteen and fourteen. It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face uh, to the earth and did worship and said unto him what says my Lord unto his servants uh, let's read in Daniel chapter 3 uh, his goings forth in the fiery furnace uh, Daniel chapter 3 verses 24 and uh, 25 the Bible says then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and rose up in haste and spoke and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men 
bound into the midst of the fire, they answered and said unto him, said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire. They have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of, uh, of God. Think with me of these uh, appearances, of these goings uh, forth. Uh, that we mentioned and others could be mentioned uh, as well. The going forth in the Garden of Eden, when man fell into sin, and the Lord Jesus came to seek and to save that which was uh, lost. The going forth to Abraham, because Abraham was looking for God's promise to be fulfilled. And also, if you think of Abraham, one of the things that he did in Genesis chapter 18 was that he interceded, not just for Lot, but he interceded for Sodom. He interceded for uh, Sodom. <coughs> Jacob facing the enmity and the hostility of his brother Esau. Danger in facing the world and in facing things in uh, this uh, world. And the Lord Jesus came to him. Joshua fighting battles. Joshua entering the promised land. Joshua leading the people in the direction that the Lord wanted him to take them. The Lord Jesus appeared to him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're not careful to, we're not worried, we're not anxious about this matter because we have settled it in our minds that we are not going to bow down to this image or any other golden image or any other image, wood or stone or who knows what. And everybody here in this plane can bow down and all this huge crowd of people and they can all clap for you and they can all cheer for you and you can feel very happy about it, O King. But that's not going to change. That's not going to change things as far as we're concerned. We are not going to bow down. And so they were cast into uh, the fiery furnace after it had been heated seven times. And the goings forth of the Lord Jesus were uh, with them. His goings forth have been of everlasting. His goings forth have been uh, of old. You think of the Lord Jesus, I am the light of the world. When God created light, in some sense, it was speaking of the Lord Jesus, the Lamb. Uh, the sacrifices offered, the promise of the seed of uh, the woman, the ark. Uh, the ladder which Jacob saw when he uh, put his head to the ground in Bethel, laid his head upon a stone, was fleeing from his brother, and he saw the ladder that joined the earth to the heaven, and the Lord promised him that he would be with him and that he would bring him back to uh, the land. The Passover, 
the uh, the brass serpent lifted up in the midst of uh, the camp, and whoever looks unto it will be saved. Look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and be ye saved, for I am God, and there is none other. And so his goings forth have been not once or twice, but many times he has spoken. Many times people have had the opportunity to hear and understand. Think of what it says in Romans uh, chapter 1 and Romans uh, chapter 2. Everyone, without exception, the witness of creation, the witness of conscience, their sound is heard throughout the whole earth, the book of Psalms. His goings forth have been uh, of, uh, of old. In Revelation chapter 3 says he stands at the door and he knocks. Or if you think of Zacchaeus wanting to see Jesus, Zacchaeus come down today, I am going to come to your house. Uh, today salvation is come uh, to uh, this house because he also uh, is a son of Abraham. Son of Abraham there, I think referring to the fact that he's a son of Abraham spiritually because son of Abraham physically was something that applied to him before. He is the son uh, of, uh, of Abraham. His goings forth have been uh, uh, of old. Bethlehem, the place where Jesus was, uh, was born. Is our heart like Bethlehem? If Jesus, has has, uh, if Jesus has been born in our heart, uh, then, uh, then he should be king there. Then he should rule in our hearts and in our lives. And he should make our lives fruitful. Bethlehem Ephrata. And he should go forth from us to others as well. Because he continues to speak to the children of men. And he will speak. And he will speak through you and through me if we follow him as we should if we obey him as we should. You, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are little, among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you will come forth unto me the one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been of old, whose goings forth have been from everlasting. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Savior. We thank you for these words, remembering that they were written over 700 years before the time when they were fulfilled. And who is it who knows the end from the beginning and who does all things according to his word, according to his counsel, according to his uh, will. We thank you for Bethlehem, 
place of sadness, but also place of birth and joy, place of redemption, house of bread, a fruitful place, a humble place, a place of the great ruler, the great king, the one who is God and who has come forth unto men, come forth of old in various ways, and now come to be a man, to dwell among us, come down to raise us up, dying to give us life. We thank you because your word says that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. We thank you for your coming to Bethlehem. And we thank you for your coming to the hearts of men. And we pray, Lord, that you would make our hearts to be fruitful and obedient and humble, a place where you rule and reign and from which you go forth unto others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.